The South Congress Podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. (laughs) Yo, it's the South Congress Podcast, episode 80. My name is Cameron. I'm Isaiah. How are you this week, sir? I'm okay. I feel refreshed. I finally got some sleep this week. Sleep is good. Yeah, sleep is really good, so I feel really refreshed. Um, Yeah. All right, t- tell me about your week. Um, didn't really go as planned. We had homecoming, and uh, yeah, we lost by a field goal. But uh, it was just really, it was just really weird. We just we came out flat. Um, you know, hats off to Austin Anderson. I mean, they, they came out. Oh shit! Um, they, they 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 came out. You know, ready to hit. I mean, they they were on all cylinders, firing all cylinders. I mean, um, and pl- it makes it very difficult. To, you know, put points on the board when um when the other team has the ball with about two and a half minutes left in the first quarter and you don't get it back until 350 left in the second quarter so they literally turned a spread and made that bitch look like a slot to you it was it was crazy um other than that i mean that was about it caught us on sleep how's how's uh, your week my week was good um to be recording on a sunday what happened uh work monday and tuesday pretty normal stuff um i was off wednesday and thursday because one needed to take some time off and randomly like got sick on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Did the uh did the raw post show from Madison Square Garden, so that was really cool. Um and yeah, I was sick and so sat in here Tuesday, didn't really like interact with anybody, um, off Wednesday and Thursday. So Thursday was actually uh excuse me. Thursday was the kickback. Um so one of the other shows on our network, uh, I just want to tell stories, hosted by our man Joe Anderson Jr. Um, the Mahogany Project hosted the event at UT. Um, so we had Joe, myself, and all ten guests from I Just Want to Tell Stories on the show. Um, and we basically sat in a big panel and had uh, different students and uh, faculty and staff from UT just really like ask us questions about the creative process. Like Joe sat down, had some questions set up for all of us to answer. And then we took questions from the audience. Man, it was really, um, I mean, it was it was happy and it was sad and it was emotional. Um, just some of the stuff the students were asking, man. Just uh, we had a young lady who's a business student who had an internship uh, with Rock Nation that they never followed through on. And... For her, it was one thing after another going wrong. And, you know, she's 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And she's like, how do you guys deal with the setbacks of the creative process? And we were like, man. You keep like, pushing forward? Well, no, no, no. But it's – it's you, you can't tell a 19-year-old that because they're 19. But we're all, you know, at the, at the youngest, 27, probably at the oldest, like 40. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've been dealing with this stuff like an additional 10 years. And it's just like, I know it's hard for you to think about this. But, you know, we've had all kinds of crazy setbacks. And people made promises they didn't follow through on. And you've worked super hard at something and it never came to fruition. But, you know, that that's a part of the process. That's what makes you good at these things and so it was great to to kind of express that to a student um to talk to kids who were super creative but were also introverts and to try to explain to them how they go about 
making connections um, was really interesting to talk about. Um, yeah, just just a really fun time. Like, really, thanks to UT, like for having us along for that. Um, just just really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Yeah, I'm um, kind of an extension of that. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> lies and broken promises. It happens. Um, yeah. And the reason I want to talk to you about it is because, like, I really do have, like, some stories that you know about that were, like, really big. Uh, I mean, they were big in, in how I deal with people mm-hmm. and how I trust people and just how I deal with, like, even friendships now. I've had people promise one thing and do another, and I'm bad at holding grudges and forgiving people. Like, I, if you did something, I want to talk about it um and so let's kind of let's get into some stuff yeah so uh there's a guy that we know who you tell me is like really into the church now (laughs) oh god yeah so we uh we're hanging around this guy for a while and and this is oh gosh uh for, for all the stories people tell me about being wholesome or not here's a story from from way before I was in a relationship. This is probably and like what oh four oh five. Yeah, this that? is before this is way back in the my day. relationship before my relationship. So this is like two three relationships ago, right? So and we were talking about this on the way to the show. So there's this club um, called Club Entro, right? That we used to go to in San Antonio. Shout out Entro. And this Shout is out like all the, the hoes that are still hanging out there. This is like even the, though the club's uh, not there no more. <laughs> This is like your rite of passage, twenty-one and up club. Um, I think it was eighteen and up, right? It, it was eighteen. It was no. It was yeah, eighteen and up. Yeah, because yeah, remember they had a college night on Thursday, and, we, mm. and that's when we was trying to get there early on Thursday and get there for free. So we go one night, right? And um, we meet this girl there, and like she's you know cute girl, uh, little I know petite you're Hispanic shit, and uh, we want to hang out with her after the club. Oh, and shit. the music's like really loud in the club, right? And so uh, I'm I'm trying to talk to her, and I'm like, "Yo, what are you doing after the club?" And she's like, "You." And I'm like, "No, no, no. What are you doing after the club? You? No, no, no. no. What are you trying to do after <laughs> the club? I'm trying to do you. Oh, okay. So, but the thing is, like, I don't live in San Antonio anymore." Because I'm, I'm still in college. I'm at UT. And Peanut, like, doesn't have his own place at this point. So mm-hmm. we're like, okay, we'll take her to our friend's house. Like, he's, you know, he's, he's not up doing the road, anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll go kick it with him. So take the girl to the crib. Like, we kicking it, whatever. You know, whatever happens. So, like. Cameron bl- blowing backs out. Her and I are, like, asleep on the couch, I think. And, like, I think it was before we went there. The guy whose house we went to is, like, constantly telling her about his motorcycle. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, like, I have a motorcycle. Like, it's really cool. Like, you should come see it. And I'm like, no, you, we're trying to like we're trying to build right now. He's like, no, you should really come see it. And so, like, eventually, like, she goes to see, like, his motorcycle. Like, <laughs> like, like middle of the night, right? So I say all this to say, I think we're leaving, like, the next day to go back to, to, go back to Austin. Mm-hmm. And... For I somehow it comes up that all of a sudden he's like the plug on weed. 
That's right. And he was like, yo, um, he's like, nah, like, I can really hook you up. Like, I can really give you something to sell. And, like, we can all, like, really make it. I'm like, oh, okay, dog. He's like, nah, you're not hearing me. Like, I'm really the plug on this weed. Like, I really got it. I'm like, no, okay, dog, I understand. No, like, I can get you, like, a brick of weed. Like, I got it. Like, a whole pound. Like, like no problem. Okay, dog, let me get it. Like, he's like, but you want it? Yes, dog, I want the pound of weed. Like, give it to me. Let me have it. This was 15 years ago. <laughs> to this day, I have not seen a stick, stem, or piece of bud. And remember, he was like, what did he used to say? He was like, nah, I'm a little baller. My homeboy's a big baller. Oh, like, yes. I got this. Like, we yeah. really got this. Yeah, we call him big baller. I remember that night. That was the same night she had that friend that was kind of like, like, like hooked on to me and shit. Ghetto ass girl. But I was like, okay, I was going to look past that shit until she gave me the number. And she's like, yeah, this, this is a... My parents' landline number, and I was like, "Oh, okay, no, yeah, no, I don't." I mean, want even problems. in even in 04, you need your own phone. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't want those kind of problems. I was like, "Now, nah, yeah, good. man." But yeah, um, so that never came to fruition. Um, and he was just well. There's another guy that we'll talk about too. That, that's your good buddy who has a habit of doing these things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's like mine. Is there one that you'd like to share? Um, even if it's about the gentleman we just we just talked about, actually, yeah, there's another one about him. I don't know. If, so you know how. So going back to that, when he was talking about all that stuff, and I remember, I think, uh, Javi was trying to get on it too. But then Javi took it a little bit further. And was just kind of like, no, what the fuck? I want it now. <laughs> I, remember, I remember like that. that remember because that's when Javi was really into that yeah. shit. Like you don't you don't really fuck with that no more because mm-hmm. he got kids and shit. But back then he's like, no, no, like, I fucking want it now. Like you know. Like, motherfucker, like, you know, get it from me. Like, yeah. this type shit. And then, like, you know, they're, they're going back and forth. And, you know, basically, uh, I was kind of, like, I guess, the, the middle person. I'm reading the text to Javi. And I was like, man, you know, you tell him, fuck his little fucking, uh, his little fucking boyfriend, all that bullshit. He goes, you know what, fuck, I'll kick his ass, too. Like, I'll take his fucking weed or whatever. And then I remember Gary sent a text back and was like, I'd really have to take out a really good close friend of mine, if you know what I mean. Dog, man said he's going to have to murder somebody. Yes, Javi of all people. And Javi's like, man, you tell that anorexic-looking motherfucker that I'll crush Dog, his he was, finna, he was finna hit, like, he was finna do a hit on that man. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I just read I'm, it. I'm we're not just, sure I understand. Like, we're, we're sitting there, and we just cracked up laughing. I've never and, seen him even, like, hit a person. No. No. Like, he can't fight, No. Okay, so <laughs> we were uh, we were seniors in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And we were our senior year is two thousand and three. Yeah. So anybody you know from where we're from, or just you follow sports or whatever, you know, two thousand three was the summer the Spurs won their second championship. So in the first round of the playoffs, we're still in high school. Mm-hmm. Um. That's when they played the Suns, right? This is before they played the Suns. No, it was or was round two the Suns. It's whatever round they played Dallas in. I think it was the first round. Okay, because I, me- I remember the one of the round. I think it was second round. Yeah, they played the Suns because that's the one I actually I actually took um, um, the foreign exchange student to go to a game. Yeah. I took her. Yeah. So um, they're playing Dallas in the opening round, and you know, of course, like we're kids growing up in San Antonio, we are huge Spurs fans. So, 
this girl who I'm friends with <laughs> promises or she's like, yo, um, guys, I have like six tickets to Spurs in Dallas uh, tonight, um, but I can't use them. So uh, if you guys just go to Will Call and pick them up, um, say they're under my name, uh, you can go to the game. We're like, okay, that sounds great. Um, so we go and we tell him her name. It's, it's me and my buddy Steve. We go, <laughs> we tell him her name. They're like, yo, um, we don't, like, we don't have any tickets under that name. Next to us, we see our friends Jonathan and Alex. Jonathan and Alex are there for the same thing. And they're like, yo, have you talked to her? And they're like, uh, nah, have you talked to her? So one of the girls, uh, the girl Alex who was who was there, she's actually like her volleyball teammate. Like they're on the same team. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yo, there are no tickets. And so we're all texting her. Like, yo, um, they say they don't have any tickets under your name. Like, what's going on? Guys, we don't live near the AT&T Center. Nope. At the time, the SBC Center. It's like... 30-plus minute drive. Yeah, that's like across town from yeah. us. Like, we don't live there. Um, so, we show up. There's no tickets. We wait around. We miss the highest scoring half in Spurs playoff history. Mm-hmm. Because we could have been at home watching. But we weren't. Because the girl promised us tickets. Could have saved gas money and parking Guys, money. Guys, we, we saw her the next day at school. Um, and she's like, guys, like, I'm so sorry. I'm not sure what happened. Um, I had surgery on my back and I think it's kind of making me act funny. And we're like, yo, we, we've been here the whole, like, here, we don't remember you having surgery on your back. Somebody told me that a few days later, like she purposely, um, had somebody poke her in the back a few times. So it looked like there was surgery scars. Didn't she also pour iodine on her back? Or That's something? what it was. It was yeah. iodine. Yeah. 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 Um, to make it look like sh- surgery. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and funny story about her. Um, she requested me on Facebook, and I've left the request like unread. I believe it's been 180 weeks. It's probably going to stay that way. Isn't it? <laughs> and I don't blame you if it stays it's that way. A, it's over three years. Like, it's just been sitting there. I don't care. Uh, so, yeah. Um, any any other great stories about great liars that you have? I feel like you told me a good one last week. Who'd that have to do with? His initials are JS. Oh, shit. Can you, can you inform the people? Holy shit, where do we start with that one? I feel like you have like 20 you could drop. Okay, so there's a guy I went to high school with. Nice guy. Nice guy overall. I mean, uh, he was one year older than Cam and I. And I remember the first lie he perpetrated as far that I know. Yeah. He was our football team manager. Mm-hmm. And on, I don't know if it was a dating site or just Facebook or something, but. No, it was a Facebook. He was yeah. the manager, so he had access to all the equipment. And he actually. It was through AIM. It was he, through AIM. Yeah, yeah he, he, sent sent me the, a, he sent me the picture. Yeah, he sent a girl a picture of him in full uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, Uniforms that we haven't even seen or put on yet. Anything. Yeah. But he never played. They never even practiced. No. Um, so, yeah, he was like the original, my girlfriend goes to another school guy. Uh, yeah. But keep going. Yeah. But, no, going on with that, that's actually kind of funny. So I'll start with that one, then I'll do a couple more. So with that one, like he was saying, we just got brand new uniforms. None of us have seen them yet. 
us that are actually on the field and play and practice and all that shit and take hits, we've never seen him, never touched him. This motherfucker, like like Cam said, he sent it to a girl. And then I remember uh, he's hit, we used to talk a lot on AIM and he sent it to me. So I took this shit, I printed out in color. I didn't do black, I said, fuck that, I did in color. And I remember I gave it to uh, Eric Barkowski. And Eric Barkowski, I remember then he gave it to Stein. And Stein put it in the board in the locker room. And uh, on top of it said, like a champ. And I remember that dude freaked the fuck out. And he, he took it down. And we, um, we, there's an extra copy going around somewhere. And so pretty much our um, the same guy, uh, uh, Barkowski, he was like, hey, man, yeah, give me $20 to get rid of it. But he was kind of fucking with them. Our friend pulled a 20 out of his wallet and gave it to... Barkowski, Barkowski. Uh, okay, all right, fuck it. Took the 20 and gave him the paper, gave him the, the last remaining copy left. I mean, obviously, to this day, the coaches shit, none of them know about it. I mean, obviously, he could have gotten a lot of trouble. But um, that's one of the things he told. Another one was, um, this was about maybe three to five years outside of high school. And he was saying that... <laughs> oh, shit. This is this is one of the better ones. Actually, this ain't one of the worst ones, but it is pretty hilarious. That he had gotten a tryout with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, with 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 no football history. No, uh, his last time he ever played a snap was B team freshman year, which, according to our good friend uh, Albert, he would cry before every game. Anyway, so um, How so would you he, cry before the game. I don't know. He he just he would cry for Albert, and they're like, "What are you crying for?" And he's like, oh, he's, "He just got emotional shit." But anyway, so he hit me up one time on AIM. We're on, on AOL, and he's hitting. We're talking. And he's like, "Yeah, um, I got to try it with the Buccaneers." And I'm like, "Okay." Like obviously, I know he's full of shit, and I'm just kind of like, "Okay, whatever." And then he goes, "Yeah," and uh, I made the team, and I was like, "The fuck?" Like what as? I'm a deep snapper. It's like okay. So what the fuck are you doing here talking to me? You know, like basically, you know, what, why are you talking to me? Like, well, what's going on? Well, they were going to pay me 80000 a year. And I'm like, okay, that's well below even the league minimum. But okay, in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, that's well below. Because I think, I think even the league minimum players get like six figures, like a it's low like, six yeah, figure. It's like 200K. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're getting 80000 like you're really getting lowballed. But all right. Um. And so he goes, yeah, I, I, I couldn't do it. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? I go, NFL, like that's everybody's dream kind of thing. I go, especially you, you're a football guy, this and this. Well, um, I just told him I still had uh, some duties to still uh, fulfill at Whataburger. I was like, <laughs> wait, 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 huh? Wait, record stops, freeze frame. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> yes. He said. You, he- to- you told them What? He said that he told them he still had he had responsibilities to fulfill at Whataburger because mm-hmm. he worked at Whataburger from high school to literally about maybe a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Now he works. Uh, he works. And I hope, that, I hope that we're clear: this is not fast food shaming, by the way. Yeah, no, no, yeah, um, exactly. No, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But, I mean, if, if that's all you want to do in life, hey, yeah. be the best damn fry cook, be the best damn drive-through person. You can the be. idea that you would. Feel like you your loyalty to Whataburger supersedes you deep snapping in the NFL. I, so, something's something's amiss 
Mm-hmm. And then another time he told me uh, he was going to try out with the CFL team. Uh-huh. Another time he told me he was moving to New York to live with a personal trainer to get him back in shape for the NFL. Um, another time he told me that he was uh, working out so he can walk on at Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Um, and then another time he told me that he uh, about two years ago that he might be a dad. But he didn't know because his whole ba- his words, his quote unquote whole bag of an ex was sleeping around. So the kid may not be his. This is a lot. Yeah. And I mean, like, like I said, he, he's he's outside of the bullshit of this. He's actually a really nice guy. Like he he used to eat lunch with us every day. And, you know, we talked to him. And even though, uh, even though like Javi and uh, Justin, R.P. Justin and, uh, you know, they, they would mainly kind of pick on him. Like I remember one time Justin uh, in the cafeteria. I think this is for breakfast. Yeah, in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we're in there. He picks up his shirt. And yells, hey, everybody, look, and picks up John's shirt and just slaps his stomach as hard as he could. That's rude. Yeah, but it was kind of, it was kind of funny, but, you know. Um, but like I, said, like I said, you know, overall, we like the guy, but, I mean, it, it was just crazy lie after crazy lie after crazy lie. Like, obviously, you know, like, you think about it, it's like, you're full of shit. Is that? Yes, it is. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Damn. And so... Um, you know, like I said, just crazy lie after crazy lie after crazy lie. That you know, he has all these women, and then I'll never forget one time hit me up on AIM one again. And he's like, "Hey, what's up, man?" I go, "Nothing. I'm chilling. What you doing?" "Oh, nothing. I just broke up with my girlfriend in South Carolina." Like, huh? Like, okay. You know how many states over South Carolina is? At least about five or so. Yeah. So you'd have to get through West Texas or East Texas, mm-hmm. then Louisiana, mm-hmm. and Mississippi, never. Alabama, <laughs> Alabama. Little part of Florida, Georgia. then kind of Georgia, and make the jump up to the left. It's nasty. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Mm-mm. No. Um. So. <laughs> and recently, what you were talking about last week? I'm sorry. Okay. That's, was was that finish it off? There was you that? Go. He has a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking, okay, who is it, blah, blah, blah. You don't know her? I said, okay, well, is she on your friends list? Like, whatever. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm curious. You know, like I said, he's a good guy. You know, we're cool. And he goes, well, we're just trying to keep it secret right now. But uh, we haven't even told our families yet. Like, haven't told your families. Like, what are y'all, are y'all in high school? Like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is this shit? You haven't told your family yet. What is this bullshit? I mean, but it, it's just crazy. But I mean, um, I mean, even though the guy, he's not ideal, what a woman would want, like, looks-wise. But, I mean, hey, anything can happen. I mean, his sister, who has a whole-ass mustache, I mean, she has a kid, so obviously somebody you loved her. You are taking this really far. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, so, during my undergrad, there was a guy named Herschel. And the reason I, don't, I'm feel, I feel comfortable saying his name, because his name wasn't Herschel, um, as we found out later. We would see Herschel um, oh. all over campus. Um, we would see Herschel, and yeah, it was just like around. And you gotta remember, UT, like when I'm there, is between one and two percent black. Like it's not all the way at two percent. This yeah. is including athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's up to four percent progress. Um, but, <laughs> ten plus years yeah, later, so we would see Herschel around, and like he was cool. Like everybody knew him. Um, you know, he was just in the mix. He was at the parties we were at. Um. You know, he'd be in there, like, at the dining hall, and we were there. Like, you know, it was just cool. we see him all over. And then, like, somebody asked Herschel what his major was, 
And he like never really answered. He was always just kind of beat around the bush. Um, come to find out, Herschel was just a guy from Austin who would hang around campus. And Herschel was like 26. <laughs> Holy shit. That's right. I remember, I remember y'all talking Herschel about that. Herschel was like that. 26. Yeah. And like he would just hang around campus every year until he got too old to hang around campus because everybody realized he was always there. Um, nobody had ever like seen him like in a specific class or like at any of their like clubs or anything like that. They would just always see him like either eating or at the social settings. Um, yeah. So it's a lot of cap. <laughs> it's a lot of cap. Um, and, and so no, like really, it was really the young lady talking about just how she had been promised things and they never came to fruition that made me remember just all the times people for no reason lied it's not like it benefited them to tell the lie like it didn't really help them out to like perpetrate any type of, of falsehood they just did it to do it um and i guess to maybe look cool in a moment or to seem important at a time and it just was never, ever necessary. Like, it mm-hmm. never made any type of difference. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, just. <laughs> so, who was the one you were going to say about someone that was a good friend of mine? No, it was that one. It oh. was the one you just told. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, okay. it was literally that story. Okay. That, like. I thought you were talking about, like, someone else. No, 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 no. Someone if, else oh, that, that we both know. No. Do we know any other strong liars? Um. Why are you? <laughs> I mean. Why did you go to your phone so fast? Well, I, I mean, it, it, it's only, it's only because I, I mean, you. Oh, we know somebody who like caps. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, but, what, that's what I thought you were talking but about. But no, but that's not. I don't know if that's really lying, per se. Like genuinely, I don't. I don't know if that's lying. It's more like. A lot of his ideas don't come together. Yeah, that's yeah. more that's more things not coming yeah, to fruition. That's true. That's true. Over promising, I don't think is necessarily the exact same thing as lying. It's yeah. still ugly, but it's it's and I don't even really hold that. It's kind of the same in this context. And let me I'll I'll kind of explain that. So and and, and really, like I, I know when we talk about it, it's way more personal to me. But I think that the reason that it's so much more personal to me is because I I do feel like this is something that really did stunt my creative growth. Mm -hmm. So um, way, way back in, uh, I don't know, 2003, 2000, more like 2002 is probably when this all started. Um, I didn't talk about this at the... uh, yeah, that's a late hit. We didn't talk about this at the uh, the, the kickback. Kickback, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't really volunteer to people that I used to rap. <laughs> it doesn't really come up like in conversation. On my right? black T-shirt, a SpongeBob and so, Patrick. You know, it, it's the it's kind of the turn of technology when like Pro Tools is is really really officially a thing, and so. Everybody all of a sudden has access to record. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were like, hey, we want to rap. And taking a cue from... For the record, Cam is actually really good at it. It, it doesn't matter. Taking it a cue from 
from Houston, from Swisher House, and then, well, I mean, from, from DJ Screw, and then on the Swisher House, and then uh, Michael Color Changing Click, um, and then Third Degree out of San Antonio, mm-hmm. like, a buddy of ours in an idea, like, we should rap. So, you know, we started rapping, we were doing the mixtape thing, and, uh, you know, it was cool for a while. Um, but basically what happened was... The guy in charge of it, like, really wanted to emulate this one group. And so everything we did kind of fell in line with what they did. And it became, you know, okay, we're in this together to, okay, Cam, like, I'm going to bring you along when I go with this new group. To, okay, Cam, um, I'm going to need you to kind of play the side for a while while I do stuff with this larger group. Like, it's going to be my name on it. But, uh, you know, you're going to be a part of it. But I'm going to kind of be out in the forefront. And then when I kind of started to go off and do my own thing, because I didn't like the way it was going, then it became, oh, how can I get down with what you're doing? Or how can I be a part of this? And so it was really, I wouldn't even say, like, that's a lot of lying. I would just say that's not understanding, not having a clear vision, and also being being kind of selfish, about because I played the sidelines in that for a long time. Like yeah. I never spoke out against nobody. I waited and waited and waited and waited to get my shot. And there was there was a communication there because I was supposed to be the way it was told to me, I was supposed to be part of the exact same uh, you know, the same tapes, the same groups, um, the same songs that the guy in charge was. And it did not happen like that. You know, like, I was not made to be, uh, oh, come on. I was, (laughs) we were watching football as this happens, and we had a chance to get an interception. Peanut and I root for different teams. But, not an, oh my gosh. Um, But yeah, I was just not really put in position to, to succeed the way that I was told I was going to be. And so, it's not resentment, but I made it a point not to do business with this person going forward. And so, what I would say to a creative um, is just that it's not about burning bridges, but it is about people respecting your time. It's about people respecting your talent. It's about people treating you like you're an important part of the equation. Um, and so really like, don't let, um, just because you think that you need somebody, don't, um, don't let them take advantage of you. Like you don't have to do that. Like you will get the opportunity, um, to make good on your own talent. Like don't let anybody stop you from doing what you feel is important because you feel like you owe them something or there's a certain amount of respect that they deserve. Like you can't do that. Um, but yeah, like I, it was a great conversation with a great kid who I felt was kind of downtrodden because they felt like they were done a disservice. And like, it was really studying their growth when, you know, really It's more about understanding that you're going to be valuable to somebody or some group. Because Mm -hmm. if I had waited in the wings for this thing to work out, um, you know, for this thing to work out, like this rap thing, 
we might not have ever discovered this. And, and seriously. That is very true, yeah. Like, like, as far as visibility, as far as feedback, as far as impact, like, this has been better than that ever was because it's something that we get to work on every week. Um, mm-hmm. It's something we get to get instant feedback on and so we know areas we need to improve and i think it's given us more opportunities and we can do more with a podcast than we can with a damn mixtape <laughs> except you know can't go on tour the same way um but yeah <laughs> so yeah I, i'm just uh glad that we got to talk to a kid who was in a position that i felt like i was in for a long time and yeah i'm glad i get to still kind of talk through it um yeah that, that's kind of what i have for this week this was more therapy than the news anything mm-hmm. else you want to speak on yeah i got some news oh boy and so it's kind of hilarious um and i linked it and i was kind of surprised no one responded to it because it is true but um so the miami heat okay their arena is sponsored by american airlines american airlines notified them said hey we're gonna take our name off by the end of the year so obviously you just have an arena that's nameless at this point you know, pretty much at the end of the year, it's going to be nameless. Well, there's one, I guess, group. They decided to come forward and say, hey, we would love to put in a bid. And they did put in a real bid. It's legit. It checks out for $10 million. They put a bid to basically, I guess, um, have the arena named after them. Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> Inform the people who you're talking about. The group that I'm talking about that said, hey, we want to have the arena named after us is Bang Bros. If you're not familiar with Bang Bros are, they are a, uh, a porn company. And they have a whole bunch of like different, um, what would you call it? What would you call it? I don't know. I'll say shows, but not really shows. but Channels. Channels, there you go. They got a whole bunch of other channels of other uh, things under their network name. And they want to rename... <laughs> the Miami Heat Center, they want to re- uh, American Airlines Center, I'm sorry, to the Bang Bro Center, and also abbreviate it the BBC. It's the South Congress Podcast, <laughs> episode 80. My name is Cameron. And I'm Isaiah. And we're out of here. Bye. South Congress and the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast have two online stores to buy shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, notebooks, and more. Visit redbubble.com and tpublic.com and search Seahawk to see all of the merchandise. We run specials every few weeks, so join the South Congress and East Coast cast Facebook fan pages for all the details on our online specials and promotions.